0: Welcome to Hi, Bob, the officially unofficial podcast for For All Mankind on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we have with us a very special guest today. Everybody say hello. You know him, you love him, probably if you heard our other podcast. Pete Peppers <laughs> is in the house. Hey, Pete. Hey. Hi, Bob. <laughs> I, should have, I should have called you Bob Peppers. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about the season four preview. Um and maybe catch up a little bit with where we left off in season three yeah let's do that first because i needed a yeah. refresher it's been over a year uh, about a year and three months or so uh, and i was ready to get back into this
1: yeah they pushed yeah, it back w- a little bit this time it, it followed pretty closely in the in the previous seasons because it was one of their bigger shows and now it sort of they sort of pushed it back a little bit this time
2: yeah I feel like we're lucky to get it because man, they just just missed the uh, the the mm. writers and the actor strike. So it's like one of those things was just in the right pocket of development that the uh, post production people are able to take it and turn it around. So yeah, I was uh, kind of when they came out and announced it a month or a couple
1: months ago, I was like, wow, that's that's a nice little winter treat. You bring up a good point that the next one will not follow as closely, obviously, because they would have had it written already. Yeah, uh, by the time we got the next one you know the last one airing so this time they didn't do the uh the writer's room while you know they were waiting for it to come out
2: did they green light the fifth season two when they renewed for season four i felt like i remembered them doing that because mm, uh, that's the yeah, other concern too it's like i there is a very unless they did that and even if they did there's also a very real concern that they might you know depending on how this season goes like uh this this um yeah i guess that's always a concern that they could they could always call it off at any time it's like uh what uh goyer was saying that you know you never you you, you never can count on anything but i thought um maybe before we even get to like where we were in season three uh maybe we could kind of uh for looky-loos coming in and seeing uh you know about this for all mankind maybe we could go around and talk about uh the things we like about the show like what what recommends this show to people and since you're the guest pete maybe we can start with you
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this because it's one of those shows, it seems like it has a pretty good following, but yet, like, not that many people I know watch it, which is weird because it's in space, you know what I mean? And a lot of people I know watch sci-fi, and it doesn't necessarily fit into that same, uh, you know, that same category in a way. And I guess what I like about it is, I mean, I, I definitely like the alternative, History of the alternate timeline um it's just fun to think about how just you know small changes could could lead to bigger things down the road that's always kind of fun and i mean overall it's for me it's just sort of like a comfort comfort uh you know it's like comfort food it's like a comfort show you know a comfort food show of just like it's just a solid character drama that you know it doesn't really have like a lot as far as um you know like big surprises or crazy you know it's pretty straightforward i guess is what i'm trying to say and but i mean it all it all just sort of works in that way and um it just happens to be in that you know they the 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 background is just something that would be you know always like the space uh, you know the space program and um what could have been and all of that, you know what I mean? Like that, that's just something that's always going to kind of, kind of work for me personally. And, um, you know, it's one of those weird things too. Like, you know, that's one of the things that, that happened, you know, like going to the moon was a, was a crazy thing that actually, you know, we actually got behind as a nation and pulled off and compared to a lot of the other stuff that you might put in that same category, it's still kind of the most, um, you know, Uplifting in a way, at least for me, because it's you know that's just fascinating, like how big the universe is and how you know how little of it we've actually seen. It is a big moment for the world. It wasn't just a
2: United States achievement. You know, I know uh, 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 Neil Armstrong said it. You know, it's it's uh, one one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. But like, I felt like at the time, all around the globe um maybe with the exception of the the soviets that it was like awe inspiring people were really you know you look up and be like gosh there's people walking on that thing uh and i that's the thing is like i this i i just missed that era but like i can't even imagine being like a little kid and looking up there and being like yeah there's there's people walking on you can, you could watch it live on the television right now yeah. and uh like you mentioned those butterfly flaps you know butterfly wing flaps of like cuz the the whole premise of the show is that the Russians beat you know Apollo 11 to the moon by like a month or so and because the Russians won America just never stopped the space race and we continued to jostle and kind of you know r- race for the moon, race to have the first permanent colony, race to get to Mars first and they're they're And the other thing I really like it is like I'm a sucker for like Apollo 11 or 13. Like I love those like space disasters, seeing people Mm -hmm. overcome and like you get two or three solid Apollo 13s (laughs) every freaking season. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. space is (laughs) a harsh mistress. They throw characters that you really care about into that environment and then you hope they don't die. Uh, and there's some genuine human drama, you know, when, when you have characters you care about and you, you throw them in those extreme situations and heroism and, you know, coming together. And, uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of, um, just like good positive feelings, uh, yeah, and w- people watching do die
1: too, which is, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's safe. So that, that's another thing that you kind of, it's kind of built into the story that, but the way they jump forward too. So yeah, it's definitely for fun- stakes primarily following
2: astronauts like you know and you've got the show where it started off in the late 60s and we roughly jumped 10 years into the future like either through the harsh environment of space or just through natural age we are losing a lot of the characters and i guess that's one of the things i'm kind of curious about to see as we continue to go on like are they going to continue to be able to develop new characters and get them in the pipeline to care about and i think i think that the, the, the answer is yes on that i was I wondering jim do you have anything to add as far as like with the appeal of the show uh, well Pete you mentioned like how
0: straightforward this show is and I think that's one of its biggest appeals to me is the the all the action that happens is driven by the motivations of the characters it's not plot for plot's sake right and uh, these are my favorite types of shows like when tension is drawn and they, they manage to wring so much tension and so much drama out of situations I won't call mundane but straightforward I think is yeah a good, good term for it like here's the problem Here's what we need to do. And yet that what that a to be there is just so tense and dramatic uh, every time you watch it. And and a lot of the times really, uh, you know, gut wrenching and, and heart heart wrenching and brain wrenching. It's wrenching everything I got. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just I, I love that that method of storytelling that Ron Moore tends to go for. He doesn't try and trick you or switch things up and make things, you know, crazy and unpredictable. He just tells you a
2: really damn good story. I, uh, the one thing that might not recommend the show, uh, and there's this, there's one, in my opinion, uh, flaw of this show, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it rhymes with, uh, Danny and Karen, (laughs) uh, that. (laughs) <laughs> That's the one thing that consistently I've been like, oh Jesus Christ, and it's it's one thing I'm well, I'm wondering if it'll raise its uh, scaly head this season. Uh, I know it literally can't raise both of its scaly heads, but I think all those characters are dead. I think
0: I, I think. Danny's yeah. gonna kill Jimmy for for what happened with Karen and then Ed's gonna kill Danny for what happened with Karen and the bad Danny not the good Danny
2: because we got we got yeah we, we got have two Danny's which is really the confusing. best of us and the worst of us all contained in in the two separate people yeah, yeah. um but well, yeah that's it you, you'll 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 figure it out when you get to
1: what late season two if if uh <laughs> yeah it's um, uh th- it's an unfortunate turn that it takes, but I, I think overall with that in the rear view mirror at this point, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a fatal flaw, you know? No. no and and no. it did
2: pay off fairly well by mm-hmm. everything, you know, by the For end red. of season three, the way it's like, you know, it did, 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 it did generate a lot of useful drama, mm-hmm. uh, situations. Now, before we go further, I want to state up front that, uh, Pete, you've seen two episodes so far, right, of the new season? Yes, I watched two. And I've seen the first episode because uh my son literally held me up at gunpoint and says, "I know you've got those damn screeners. We're going to watch at least one." <laughs> and then Jim, you have not seen any not but the trailers. No, no, I've I've stayed unspoiled. So, I will say that uh I, you know, um the only thing I can, uh, the only thing I will say about the first episode is that I was very pleased. I was. It felt immediately like hell yeah. You know, one of the highlights of every season is the flash forward where you get to see mm-hmm. those butterfly flaps. And we finally got into an era where, like, I was an adult. I was bree- I was participating <laughs> in pop culture when they yada yada through like ninety two to mm-hmm. two thousand. What two thousand three? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, this is this was is, Smash this, Mouth is still this is good. This is fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I I didn't think I don't about want to spoil it. Spoilage. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it until you brought that up, Aaron, but um, it it does make a difference it, that the way that you experience. I think these years are going to feel quite, uh, quite different than, you know, the because we all we already when we think about the 60s and the 70s and mm-hmm. and that period of time, we all we already experienced those as the past, you know what I mean? So this is a different this is a different experience now that we're moving closer to uh, present day.
2: Yeah, and uh, we'll see what, the, so we can use Jim as our control subject, and right. uh, we have had various exposures, me and Pete, to the For All Mankind Season 4 product, and, and uh, we'll just we'll just use Jim as our control here. Uh, I thought maybe uh, we could take a tour to refresh people's memories, like Jim said, about where we left off with things, uh, our intrepid crew, and if I've left anybody off, feel free to nominate anybody, but I thought we could start with um, Margot and Sergey. And by, by the way, for here on out, it's spoilers. So if you uh, spoilers for not spoilers for the new season, but spoilers, if you haven't uh, seen uh, for all mankind seasons one through three. So if you need to catch up or it sounds like this is a rad show and you want to uh, uh, pa- pause us here, go, go catch up on three seasons and come on back. Margo and Sergey. we last left them. Margo had engineered a daring CIA rescue of Sergey from Soviet Uh, bondage and uh got the got the the noose uh tightened around her neck because the russians uh got her and doing some uh backdoor nasa uh information knowledge sharing shenanigans with the russians and she got she's presumed dead in the united states but actually was spirited off into the soviet union uh any 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 open questions in, in in that for you, Jim?
0: There's there's not. So we're going to say that spoilers don't include stuff that's been released in trailers, right? Because I have seen the trailers for season yeah, yeah, four, yeah. and I uh-huh. gotta say, I was surprised to see her back because I thought the point that we left her at, we could have just left her
2: story entirely there. See, I remember we talked in the late late season three about we had never really gotten a inside look at the Soviet union and it was always sure. something that's like, you know, it's like we were, but yet we were growing more and more com- comradely with the Soviets, you know, like that we had, mm-hmm. I, I, it would feel weird to go back to just a standard geopolitical standoff after the events of season three. And I feel like Margo is going to be that, prying open the door so that we can get more of the Soviet perspective because that's been you know it we, it's sense. just like in real life we yeah. don't we see what they do but we don't really know what they think and how they feel and this is a kind of a doorway in, or, or, or I guess a, a keyhole into that you're listening to Hi Bob we'll be right back Hi, Bob. Welcome back to more for all mankind.
1: I wanted Uh, to ask you guys um, this is something that I think I'm a little bit out of step with the the fandom that exists, you know, uh, for the show. I really like Margo, the character. Um, I do too. Is that out
0: of step? Am I out of step too? Oh, boy.
1: Well, I mean, it just—it seems like you see a lot of these things, like uh, you know, calling her a traitor and all this kind of stuff. And like, I, I get that. I mean, she did do totally. those things. But like, one of the things I love about the character is the way that that all makes sense of her doing what she thought was best. But then, you know, the power that is there, like, kind mm. of just crushing her. You know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, I just was wondering where you guys were at with the character at the end of, of season three because um you know like i was rewatched i rewatched the fin- season 3 finale before this and i was thinking about that that speech that she gives there and it was just really one of the best moments in in the series if not you know just it was definitely mm-hmm. in the finale but maybe in the whole series i would say where she passes it passes the you know off to um to Aleta, Aleta. and she just sort yeah. of yeah she just sort of walks off you know what i mean and it was just sort of like such a great character and the way that they, they put that all together. Um, So I'm really, I'm really fascinated to see what happens to her over there, because like you said, Aaron, I think it is a good idea to, to see more about what goes on in Russia and like have like some actual Soviet characters instead of just like, you know, people that go against our characters that we like or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I just, I, I, I don't feel like there's a, maybe she's got an uh, something coming in future, like in the end of the season or the next season, if she's still around or whatever, but I feel like this is going to be a rough one for her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like some kind of, And and I get it. The whole thing about being a trader and all that, although I got to say in, in a joint Soviet American operation, I would hope that the heads of the space administration would work closely enough that they could kind of help each other out. Maybe on the, you know, maybe not supposed to, but like, you know, lives are at stake and, Um, but the thing about Margot is that she was extremely arrogant because there's, there's the thing that I said a lot of times last season is like, you know, that old Woody Woodpecker cartoon, the, you know, there was this one particular couple episodes where, uh, this, uh, FBI or this police kind of McGruff type of character would come in at various stages of the episode and be like, if only Woody had gone to the police, none of this would have ever happened. And I kept on that was Margot through most of season two, season three. It's like the second those Russians started sweating her, it's like, just go to the FBI and tell them what you did. And this is like, but the, the, she, her arrogance and thinking that she could navigate this and solve this problem herself and like have her cake and eat, eat it too. I can see why peep that rubs people the wrong way. Even if you don't buy into the, the espionage angle of it. Was it arrogance? I'm not
0: sure I'd label it like that. I mean, the, it, it was a little bit of like naivete um on her mm. part having you know thinking that oh she can handle this um it was also the love for sergey right like I, I feel like at the time where she realizes she's in real serious trouble is also the time when sergey's life is hanging in the balance and if she does go oh, to yeah, the police yeah, sure. sergey's done and i so so i think i think that's like a big factor in it too but and, there and again, I think it kind
1: of, I, and i think it kind of tracks because i mean really like the show has been telling us that for her entire life at least her entire adult life like the only thing that's mattered to, mattered to her is the space program you know what i mean like she lives in her office and blues not not, not just and like bl- figuratively but literally <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah. uh. so like um i think that it all tracks for her doing things that she thinks makes sense in that context and just yeah i i don't know if na- naivete is the word or but i mean she she was just sort of uh she was just doing what she thought was the best for you know for for the program and for humanity in in a larger sense and and didn't really get like what was what was there i guess you know what i mean
2: I do want to, at the risk of fighting in front of our guest here, uh, I got to say, there's no way you're saying Margo's character is not arrogant. Like, the way she treated the the astronauts and Molly and Uh some of the other, like, okay, because like I said, that's one of, I think, her defining characteristics is she is a very arrogant, uh, cocksure uh, person. And I think that's part of the... Mm -hmm kind of like her Greek tragic flaws that, that that all kind of came together to make that situation. And you're right. It's it's all about Sergey. It's also about her just wanting to advance human of knowledge and advance the space. And But like, yep. arrogance was a big... And I think a lot like, it man, when she squared it. off a bit against Molly and ed like those are <laughs> well those she's are also the, the the fighting shining shining extremely the stubborn
0: yeah, and like arrogant it, it, person it,
2: with molly too like true whew, but
1: molly's cooler battle,
2: so uh-huh. yeah that's the
1: thing that's really what it comes down to right like mm-hmm. ed, you expect that from ed and molly because they're cool people like that's the way that they operate the, the, right yeah, yeah they're yeah. test pilots Uh huh. So, yeah. So I kind of think that's a good strategy when dealing with them is to be like, you know what, you're going to do this this way. You're going to try to walk all over me Well, uh, you know, I got power here. I can, I can exert it somewhat. You know what I mean?
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, let's talk about uh, Margot's um, essentially kind of handpicked successor, um, or at least that's how she's been poised in the show. Aleda. we we talked about her. Uh, that was the one in season one. I'm like, where the hell are they going with this yeah. Aleda and her dad and all this stuff? And really has paid off. Um, I know she's kind of poised to be a big thing in NASA, but it seems like uh, one of the storylines they're going to play with is the fact that um, you know she's struggled with uh, mental illness. Or like mental wellness, um, it's something that she seemed like she overcome, but she went through an extremely traumatic event last season, and yeah. you know she also uh, presumably is going to experience in the off season the loss of her father, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and then she's still got her her her, her it won't be a young son anymore. She's got her husband. I, I'm 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 very curious to see like is she going to be able to to take the throne or as some of her personal demons and and the stresses of the things that she's gone through is is that going to catch up to her and kind of keep her from excelling
1: yeah because these were both points that when i watched the trailer i was sort of like whoa that that that's a little bit surprising to me um
0: yes like not having seen any of the episodes just from the trailer it does not seem like she is even at nasa she is at Helios, as best I can tell, and Daniel Stern has taken over NASA.
1: Yeah, that Daniel was Daniel Stern. Uh-huh. The, yeah, the yeah. wet all bandits.
0: Uh huh. All alone zone. <laughs> Daniel well, Stern. Joe Pesci shows up, uh, I check your faucets uh, I, uh, at the Mollycock the Space Center. That <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, so that's where the guild, go- right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess the trauma of that she's experienced in these past eight or so years has really taken its toll and NASA was not helping.
1: And yeah, also, just, we just, also
2: know that they, she was getting, she was getting recruited hard. And the only mm-hmm, thing that was mm-hmm. on the side of staying with NASA is like, God damn it. I love NASA. And they did Margo, loyalty they, they to Margo. Did so much for me. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that, and now, that's what I was
1: going to say. When I rewatched the, the finale, that's what jumped out to me was that she turned down a really good deal Karen came to her and that was what she said. She's like, "Margot made that happen. You know, like me getting Mm -hmm. to the moon, like all of that. Uh, She, you know, she was talking about how she kept getting fired. And I totally agree. This is one of the things that um, in season one, you're just sort of like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, this is an interesting thing, but how does it fit in? I mean, obviously the her father was interesting in season one, but the whole, like, why is his child, why are we spending so much time on his child was a little bit, strange but man it pays off big time now because it's another character that you're just like uh you you'd be surprised like how much investment you have by the time you know she starts to really do things here and you know at the end of last season she she's under the impression that margot died as far as i know right everywhere all americans think that
2: i think yeah it's it's a it's a very closely guarded secret uh at least that's uh my my assumption uh, that Margot uh, lived, you know?
1: Yeah. So that, 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 I'm really excited to see where they go with that. And, and yeah, like, how do they explain that? Like she should be ahead of NASA. Like she was there. She uh, essentially, you know, guided them through that really dark moment and everything else. I mean, if, under most circumstances, you would imagine that she would automatically become the successor there. And, uh, you know, that doesn't seem to be the case.
0: Yeah, I'm super invested in her story. She's, she might be my favorite character at this point. Like all that stuff that happened with Bob, I think it was in season two. Um, uh, where Bill.
1: Uh, Bill, Bill, yes, right. sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, the they're, they're, they're great. They're like the dynamic duo as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, they, and went and they went they with that relationship. relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: super cool. I want to move to the Baldwin family next. Ed, Karen, Kelly. Uh, Karen, the aforementioned uh, two-headed dragon of uh, the, the Danny Karen insanity, <laughs> is dead. She died in the explosion at the Johnson, or yeah, Johnson Space Center, now the Molly Cobb Space Center. Uh, Ed heroically saved his daughter from preeclampsia by launching her at the top of a rocket into yeah. <laughs> into low Martian orbit, and uh, she uh, had a, a healthy baby. And uh, Ed is. Uh, You know what did i guess the question is where is he go i mean we see in the trailer that he is advanced age and last year he was only able to keep up with the astronauts with lots of hdh and -hmm. uh test and 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 testosterone and uh steroids uh how's old man baldwin still still out there doing it
0: (laughs) seems like he's moving into more of a pr role um, based on the teaser trailer that they released, where he's doing yeah. essentially he's like a fluff piece recruiter. for Helios, yeah, yeah. In, in he yeah, has some really bad, in my opinion, old man makeup.
2: Uh, well, you know that's always been a checkered subject on the show. Like uh, it's the true. aging makeup, every once in a while it's good, sometimes it's bad, uh, sometimes it's hilariously bad. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ed is like always like that's my son's favorite character uh you know he's always like watching between his fingers when Ed's out on the line or his his ass is on the line so uh i i wonder do you, do you have any uh idea where they're going with Kelly like where you know is uh, they're they're positioning her you think she will continue to be an astronaut will she uh retire to uh raise the the latest uh, uh line of the astronaut <laughs> royalty Man, how do you? I, mean, keep I can't them on... really
1: comment on this because I, I saw the the first two. Right. But... That's yeah. Mm. We're just
2: we're just we're just priming and Jim for this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking, how do you keep them on the farm once they've seen Mars? Like, Dude. she what? What's well, she, what's she gonna kid. go back that's to? One thing. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. But, I think uh, she still did... has ambitions, and I don't know that she can fulfill them outside of something grand like working for Helios or NASA or something.
2: Uh, you mentioned Ed that, uh, or not Ed? You mentioned uh, Pete that right, right before we got on uh, to do this podcast that they dropped a whole bunch of little minisodes about the history yeah. of for all mankind. And when you catch up to the current day of season four, they mentioned that they're able to go from Earth to Mars and the right, you know, uh, the the right celestial circumstances. And was it wasn't a month, thirty days, yeah, thir-
1: thirty one days.
2: You think you think with that and what what we've seen of how large and established a Martian base, could you I, I wonder at what stage will you actually be able to like bring family? You know, like it's gonna be safe enough that like you could actually start raising a family there.
1: Um I think well, I mean, there there's no terraforming or anything that you can that you can yeah, see yeah, yeah, for in, sure. in the um in the trailer. So you would imagine that, that they would have to do something I mean, they're either gonna have to dig underground cities, like, you know, most Mars colonization stories. Got those or, lava tubes. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, I think that would still be a ways off because I think one of the things you're going to see in this, based on like the, um, the recruitment posters and the video and stuff that they put out the website, like, uh, the Helios, like going to Mars mm. kind of thing. I think one of the things we're going to see here is we're going to see that it's a business first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they they brought the the private industry in season three for a reason, I think. And, um, so if you're thinking about that, you're thinking about running a corporation and keeping the, uh, shareholders happy and all that kind of stuff. Where does that fit in? If you can bring someone back in 31 days, you know, they, you just sign them up on contracts like you would if they were going to Alaska to, to fish or something like that. You know what I mean? So most dangerous catch, Martian yeah. crab. So, like, I think <laughs> that – I think we're going to kind of – I think there's going to be some, you know – because beca- I was thinking at the end of the last season whenever there – you know, that that was the thing when Molly came back, right? She says mm-hmm. he wants someone who really had his ass on the line. We're getting mm-hmm. into a thing where people who aren't astronauts or and don't really have space as a – um you know, exploration for the sake of exploration, like as any of their, their kind of motivation anymore. Now it's going to be like, well, how do we go out there and mine these, these, uh, really valuable asteroids and bring that wealth back here. You know what I mean? So, um, I think, I think it might be a long way off until we see like it being more than, a um, a business venture and an actual, like like long-term colonization. I do think they got to do something with Kelly because she's one of the
2: next generation that they've carefully built up. And, you know, as, as we lose main characters, you need people like her. So it's like, I don't think they're just going to sit her and, and make her a, a house mom, you know? But Yeah, her uh, I can't...
1: I, can you imagine her... Like, she needs to team up with a different character or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. her husband... You know, the father of her son died. Right. And, mm-hmm. and her kid by itself is a kid. So that's not really... You know, if... if He'll be Ed in is,
2: season six.
1: Yeah, because Ed goes so far, you know what I mean? But like it's a father's father daughter. So they need to like mm-hmm. you need to to put her with someone that can, uh, you know, be her scene partner or whatever. Uh, I want to talk about bad
2: Danny and his brother, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, bad mm-hmm. Danny was last left uh, marooned at the North Korean space capsule uh the first people the first people on mars uh after his just real tour of force of being a a shitter last season uh his 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 drug problems and mental issues combined to let him uh to to, his negligence led to the death of several astronauts and almost the destruction of the happy valley colony So he marooned his ass and then his brother uh, was was busy helping, uh, uh, envi- not environmental, economic terrorists, I guess. People that were that were mad that their energy jobs had been replaced by uh, H, was it helium three mining uh, on the mm-hmm. moon, uh, and the fusion technology taking over the world, and they blew up the Johnson Space Center. And you mentioned in, in these uh, little newsreel uh, minisodes that, that he was sentenced to twelve years in prison.
1: Yes, he was like a cooperating witness and um, got a plea deal for 12 years. So the way
2: they usually go through these seasons, usually go 18 months to two years in, in a single season. I could see him getting out in the middle of the season, especially with time. You know, I although federal prison. I don't know if you get like 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 time off for good behavior. I think those sentences are pretty sticky, but 12 years would would have him come out like what in 2004 ish which is just a year down the line from where our timeline uh left off last season.
1: I think I think his trial was in 98 so 12 years mm-hmm. would be 2010. So oh.
2: it'd be in wow. between. Oh. Oh wow. They okay. Yeah, so and honestly, I'm fine with bad danny and jimmy just him. going away. Like if bad yeah. if bad if bad danny mm-hmm. had uh, had uh, just just uh, vacuumed Uh, the the explosively decompressed his capsule. I'd be fine with that. You know?
1: Yeah. As as an idea, like I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate the idea of, uh, you know, where, what they tried to do with that, with the bombing and everything and the whole thing. But I, I think that it was one area where they didn't really get to spend enough time because they jump around so much. And that didn't really work that great for me in, in season three and Jimmy I mean he's got a hard it's it's you know he he didn't there wasn't much to really invest in in that story the way that he was he was there I mean you feel bad for him but um, yeah because the parents yeah, and all, that's all that I, you, yeah. that's all you feel yeah and it, it, there's not a lot of complexity there so like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't miss um, you know him being gone and, and bad Danny like I feel like it, he's He's gotta die up there in a way because of the fact that like how do you how do you make that work that he was you know like I guess they could have just shipped him back whenever the rest of them went back but i I don't know like it feels like there's a tragic end at the end of that. Like if you put someone by himself out there, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like Mm. there's more that you could do with the way that the characters feel after the fact. And like I said, I watched two episodes, but they don't mention him that I, you know, that I remember at all. So like, this isn't coming from uh, something like that, but it, it feels like, he he serves a better role to be like a dark spot on, on the whole Mars adventure rather than bringing him back and like somehow rehabilitating the character or something like that. Yeah. he's have never I, I really wonder... had a
2: villainous astronaut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That
2: wouldn't work for me. Uh,
0: unless they're Russian, of course. Um, I, yeah, it's interesting to me that everybody who knows about that affair is kind of like majorly sidelined at this point. Right. Um, and Ed never found out about it last season. He almost found out about it, but never did. And now Karen's dead. And now Jimmy's off in prison. And now Danny is who knows where I think the only other person who knew about it was Margot's husband or sorry, not yeah. Margo's Molly's husband. Oh yeah, um, Molly's. yeah. Yeah. He, and he's still around, but his only connection really to Ed was Karen and, She's gone. So I don't. Is this even going to come back up? Is this going to be something that's going to stick with Ed? Because he thought Danny was. He thought of Danny as a son, and he tried to help him out, and he failed. Is this gonna? Is this gonna have any emotional ramification for Ed? Do you think?
2: Yeah. Or is I he if like, Ed... fuck Danny? I'm over him. I tried to give him a shot, and he failed. I wonder if there's a little bit of Ed, you know still out there doing it because he's got nothing he's he's trying to find a, a, a purpose like a, a reason uh i don't know i then you know what fuck fuck bad danny we got a lot to talk about uh <laughs> okay. let's talk about good danny saint I just daniel know Poole. if he's ever gonna find out about that affair i guess not uh saint saint daniel pool a steely-eyed missile woman as you've ever seen uh not afraid to wrestle a russian down a ramp to claim first boot on mars <laughs> uh leader of men and women uh she was the commander of the Mars base. Last we saw, um, a lot of her in the trailers uh, wearing civilian clothes. Uh, I, I, that's where we. what's where we left her. I'm. I'm curious to see how we develop Danielle going forward. I know you, uh, and me, Pete, know a little bit about um, mm. you know Danielle and the new season. Jim, you got a. You got. A, you got a slot to put Danielle. I mean, she seems to just be
0: poised to continue more of what she's doing, which is leading high-profile missions, commanding everybody superbly well, uh, making all the right choices. Yeah, I, I don't know. I love Danielle. I think she's awesome. Uh, and I want to see her do more of what she's been doing because she's been
2: kind of a guiding force for NASA. I love that she's like... Her and Ed are like two sides of the same coin. Like Ed is the brash mm-hmm. cowboy, uh, risk-taker, Um you know, got the got the right stuff. Capital R, Capital S. Danielle. Uh, not that she has the wrong stuff, but she's also a lot more um, organizational, leadership, process driven, uh, mm-hmm. more careful, uh, a little bit more stay within the envelope. And those are all things that you want <laughs> in a maturing space program. Um, but I always thought she's an interesting counterpoint and one of my all-time favorite characters on the show. Uh, how about Ayesa slash Helios? I was kind of shocked when they had the trailer and Ed's Hawk and Helios because I kind of thought Helios might go belly up last season. They were kind of in um, financial trouble. They had a disastrous Mars mission uh, were essentially kind of like, well, I don't know. Like, did they bail NASA out? Did NASA bail them? I guess it's a little bit of uh, everybody kind of bailing everybody else out. But I was kind of surprised to see Helios not only back this season, but in a you know a, a, a commanding role in the in the in this space adventuring uh am i the only one because I, like i said i really thought they're telling the tale of dev going down to toil especially with his business partner karen
1: getting blown up mm-hmm. yeah they they do touch on this in the um in those minisodes yeah i think that's it's one thing you that... could you could you could give your perspective first jim if you want
0: uh, I was kind of surprised, but I mean, they were grooming Karen to be kind of the new leader of Helios, and that's obviously off the table, right? So, yeah, who steps into that? His, his business partner seemed to be almost absent last season, so he didn't seem like the guy to lead it. So Maybe he was just the fallback, you know? Well, he's... And plus, you know, if he got them to Mars, and that mission kind of worked out, and then, you you know, you got the new Iridium stuff that's happening. I don't know. Maybe he gets pulled into it because of that because he's like the visionary they need to capitalize on it. We'll see.
2: I felt like there's a little element of the emperor had no clothes with him last season because like a lot of stuff that he was saying about his like egalitarian, altruistic, yeah, you totally. know, it's turned out to be bullshit. And it does seem like this season's going to be the tension between the 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 ex- exploitation economically of Mars versus the exploration and mm-hmm. you know advancement for all mankind. Um, mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I. I liked him in the early goings, but more and more, I kind of was like, I don't, hmm, I just, oh, I don't, I don't want to see space shitted up with, with this kind of, you know, mercantilism. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's distasteful to me. (laughs) And I'm curious to see how, especially with Ed, one of my favorite characters on that team, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was surprised when I saw the trailer that, that, I I mean, I thought the same thing at the end. I was like, I don't know what Helios, like maybe Helios will be broken up or or something, you know, because they were they put all their eggs in the Karen basket and then Karen died at the end. And it's not like you can just say, oh, okay, Deb, sorry. You know, we we, uh, you know, all that stuff we said about we didn't want you and that coup that we that we did, like, just let's just forget about that. Put you back in and let's let's follow your vision. So yeah, I, I'm surprised I don't know really where that's going. Um, <laughs> they're gonna reveal this, the
2: dev financed the, the, the bombing of the Johnson Space Center. It's a Machiavellian yeah, way they, they do retain me- control.
1: <laughs> they do mention when they're talking about the um the coalition that that was made, uh they talk about how Helios is still in the game. And how they shifted their their focus to from from just helium three on moon on the moon to, to resources on Mars, but they don't go into like great detail. And I think it is Richard Hilliard, the, his second in command, that they show in those clips as he stepped in and and you know righted the ship after hmm. after Karen left or whatever. And they did at the end of last
2: season have the only functional trans Martian Earth spaceship. Yeah. like nasa's had been inoperable on the surface of mars the russians never even made it um and then you've mm-hmm. got the you've, you've got their uh converted hotel so like yeah. i guess they were in the catbird seat after that
1: yeah and that that's still the that still would be like from the from the images and stuff you, that's still like the the base in in mars orbit right is is what used mm-hmm. to be the the hotel polaris or whatever
2: but uh, you also
1: mentioned you also briefly mentioned that they have a new um they have a new engine, the plasma powered engine that makes the trip faster. So I guess that's part of how they they stay in there because it's I, I whenever they talk about that and then make it in 31 days, they talk about how it beat the the last record which was um you know the the Sojourner 3. So and right now being, we know
2: that in uh, in terms of human spaceflight, uh, it's it's mentioned that it'd be about a six to seven month trip to Mars, and in ideal launch conditions. So like that is a pretty big, you know, like a month. You're talking about going from the old world to the new world, and you know that's when you can really start uh, colonizing uh, this 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 time without displacing the the any natives. Although that would be a wild angle, right? <laughs> oh, you think that boy. they'll actually find? Because that was one thing <laughs> that was kind of dangling from last season. Kelly's mission to find. Life on Mars. Um,
1: yeah. Clear... Well, you were just talking about how Kelly needed something to do. That that might be... Ooh, um...
2: That would be an interesting way to get her back into the saddle, that there's been some amino acids that they found in the water table, and she's the only one of the organics that uh, the xenobiology that can, that can, can make that discover. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Molly. I know she's dead, and she is now the space center. But any thoughts on her husband still being a, a character? I know she was. He was more of a Karen kind of. thing. yeah. yeah hang that's out. the only
1: thing. Like he, he really didn't interact with anybody but Karen. So I think you. Yeah. I think we might not. I mean, we might. We might get like a, a cameo or something. But I, I don't, will. I don't, see, I don't expect Wayne to play a big part in the future of the show. I will say that
2: Wayne and Ed losing their wives in the same blast is the exact kind of thing that would bring the hippie. To the to the to the naval naval yeah. aviator and the naval aviator to the hippie and I think that would be kind of a cool odd coupling if they wanted and to pot. explore. I mean,
1: he could definitely start smoking true, pot. <laughs> true.
2: You know what that kind of hydro they have on Mars? Oh my god! Uh, uh. <laughs> you thought the moon hooch was something? Wait, wait till you see this. uh And then Ellen. Ellen was an astronaut candidate, an astronaut, a moon commander, a, the president of the United States. The girl who the first the tank. She, she uh, let gay astronauts be in NASA, which is going to be, I almost mentioned this under Danielle. Like I forget her, uh, the, the young astronaut that came, was the first astronaut that came out as being gay and kind of like emboldened. Will. Uh, not Will, emboldened. Will, I think his name was. But, but you know, kind of gave Ellen the kick in the butt to, to come out, too. Um, I'm very curious to see if Ellen's going to be, uh, you know, because obviously she has served all of her presidential terms. Uh, she can't run again. What do you do with Ellen? Is she just out in the pasture with Pam or? I think so. All right. Any other characters that I missed cuz I also want to kind of go to where we are now and like the things that uh from the trailer and from the advanced material we that they're 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 planning on exploring this season. Um any other did I miss anybody or
0: No, I don't mm. think so.
2: So we mentioned about how exciting it was to yada yada from the early '90s to the early aughts for us because we were all young men and, and listening to pop, listening to music and enjoying pop culture and probably paying attention to politics somewhat. We're in 2003. Yeah. G- Jim, prediction: Did 9/11 happen?
0: No, no. Somehow, interesting. Our space interesting. prevented it. I couldn't tell yeah. you how, but I think he's gonna pull that one off. We're too busy fucking around in space. We didn't have enough time to fuck around in the mid east, and I mean, look, we got we... electric cars in like 1994. True. So the,
2: I wonder what the Mideast east is like. A, like a, right, the the, the oil rich yeah, country. Everything probably over hurting. there has changed. Yeah.
1: I, see. That I could also
2: a, cause a 9/11. You know, <laughs> suddenly. Well, but the, not against
0: us, right? Not because eh. we don't have the oil interests over there. So
1: yeah, I went back and I did a, a video about the timeline because I I was really busy when the last season came out because um a, oh go ahead and shout out your on. channel.
2: Oh, we, go ahead and shout it because like that I, I watched that. That's that's an, an excellent primer. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I if you guys aren't familiar, I I you know my channel Pete Peppers. Uh, I do. TV show videos obviously and um I did one from the timeline uh, you know changes from between season 2 and season 3 and that was one of the things that really seemed unlikely to me after looking at how they put that together was that there would be a 9/11 because there really was no all the things that would have led to that were gone you know what I mean um Soviet Union didn't go into Afghanistan mm right we had the fusion so so the the fossil fuel industry was dying uh you know there was no muhajadeen you know i I mean everything was like that that they needed to they kind of touched on to say like the middle east doesn't have the importance in this world that it does in ours you know so i don't expect that um I mean, I don't think, I don't know, maybe they will go into something with that, but like, as far as what I got to at the end of that, like, I was really looking into that period of time and like how the show was choosing to make changes. Like, I think that that's, they're, they're heading away from, from, uh, you know, the whole wars in the middle East thing, because like Gary Hart didn't go into Kuwait either. That was a big thing. Uh, Hmm. you know, there was no operation desert storm and desert shield and all that kind of stuff. So.
2: Uh, It looks like there was also a new Gold Rush. It's uh, uh, and the new frontier this season is going to be Asteroids, uh, which is, you know, I I want to break out in the Norwegian singing uh, because this is is like essentially the prequel to The Expanse. We have reached the first generation of potentially Belters. I want to talk about us because like, uh you know I I my imagination was captured when I was a kid I loved the you know popular science and mechanics and you know the every couple of years you'd have like these space issues and and they they always made a point about like how much money is out there in the belt. like there's asteroids that might have as much platinum as the entire fucking planet uh and like just like all the raw materials and resources and precious materials and they're all out there just and just just for the taking um i'm really excited to see again that these these proto belters out there um
1: yeah i i i do think that there's a natural there's a natural comparison to the expanse because they both are following realistic you know ways that will move into the solar system but like i wanted to ask you guys about this because i see this all the time that um you know, people say that, that in their headcanon that this is a, a prequel to The Expanse. I mean, you guys, you guys, do you guys think of it that way? Because I think that this show has a different, um, you know, it, it's trying to tell a different, their alternate history or their alternate timeline is is going in a different direction than what what the expanse is. Do you, do you guys agree with yeah, that? Yeah, in expanse
2: or? they never got fusion figured out early enough to keep the polar ice caps from melting. All the coastal right. cities have huge seawalls. There's 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 deprivation and uh, everywhere where it seems like this this is a much more optimistic kind of a star trek trajectory yeah. where geopolitically that, we're think. in a better spot like technology. Although I do want to talk about, you know, the north korea aspect of things but but yeah it does it does it's hard it's 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 like um it, it may, may be more of a star trek prequel than a expanse prequel because but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know also uh it, it's uh i, I could see i i there's still a lot of tension in the world because this all this technological well, prog- still people, progress right? they're, they're
1: smart enough about that yeah
2: And there's people that are being displaced and there's people that had money and now they don't have money. And it's that. Yeah, it's all you need to kind of have the friction that that could cause some real problems. And I'm I'm just curious about where they're going to go with that. Like if we don't have a 9-11, I wonder if they'll suggest that, like, that's just going to something bigger is going to happen, like maybe a nuke in a city or something crazy like that, Um, because I can't imagine them just kumbayaing it this early into the season, you know, or this the series
1: yeah I think they've been like I said I think they've been kind of smart about that like I love the expanse obviously um if yes. people don't know who I am like I, I I'm a big fan of those books tv shows I made a ton of videos about it you and, and I did uh, like
2: a two and a half hour retrospective of the final three novels after the six season drop yeah. so
1: yeah so it might be the first
2: thing you, we did we did together
1: yeah, maybe it might. Uh, yeah, because you guys came in. We did one after the finale of uh, the TV show, too. You yeah, guys yeah. First stream. That might have been the first time we did something together. But uh, yeah, so like I'm not saying that I don't want it to be an Expanse prequel. I'm just saying that I think that, like you said, it it, it seems more optimistic. I think they're telling a story of like. Things could actually be better, not perfect, maybe not utopian yeah, yeah. like like Star Trek necessarily, but but slightly better. People. Yeah, yeah, and like um, the Expanse, I don't think that's the story that they tell at all. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a lot, I think, a think they lot tell a, a great character character driven story inside a universe, but you know, like yeah, th- those characters are cool and they're they're good people overall, but like the actual you know the actual state of affairs is not very optimistic
0: t-minus three seconds until the ad
2: touchdown and we're back yeah, they're projecting our current geopolitical trends into space, whereas yeah. I think for all mankind, suggesting maybe there's a glimmer to avoid this. And I, that's the next topic I want to talk about. You know, United States and Soviet Union seems like they're they're closer than ever. You know, they've they've done a lot. They've been partnering in space for thirty plus years. That's got to start paying off on the ground. There's less tensions because there's not oil and territory and proxy wars to to fight. But they did introduce the North Koreans and a surprise, total surprise move having like a pretty sophisticated space program. Did they in, in any of these little mini sodes, did they address how North Korea managed is because like they're also in this uh, trailer and in, in the, the they're kind of teased in the season as kind of maybe the new antagonist. Is there anything to explain like how North Korea came out of nowhere to <laughs> To, did they discover some kind of uh, reserve of helium three and in, in the, the Korean Peninsula, or did they just uh, the Soviet Union pulling away from that sphere of influence make them just like have to, to kick everything off themselves? Or because because that was the one kind of like wow, that was a wild wild swing last season.
1: They don't. They the way they explained it in between seasons last year to kind of make it possible for them to be there was that I guess this I guess they they're more reliant on the Soviet union because it didn't fall. Whereas like in our, our situation, we think of them as, as uh, you know, being part of under China's umbrella, I guess. Right. And, um, and
2: almost like a rogue state just all around.
1: Yeah. But in, in this timeline, because the Soviet union didn't fall, there's, you know, there, there would be relatively better off, I guess. But, you know, they, Mm. they, the, the story they told was that they, they, they had a program it was for ballistic missiles they changed that and they they went it all into rockets and they basically gambled and got there um against all odds and what was interesting about these little uh you know these little vignettes about the the years that we missed they actually because of what happened there they actually joined the uh, mars 7 alliance um which is like who's running uh happy valley i guess uh you know what i mean so you have the us the ussr there's a coalition of european states um a a coalition of soviet states you know lesser states in that and then you have north korea india and japan and then they made the point of saying that china had sat sat out of that uh just china and canada were the two major countries that didn't um didn't opt in to make it the Mars nine or whatever, you know what I mean? So. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. So I don't episode, know. Cause talking... I, I, I could have seen where you were going with that, like being true, but now that they're on the, on the same side, it's a little bit confusing, hmm. you know?
2: Um, where, where, where do you see the, cause is this on Apple, Apple TV plus the app? Um, if you go, yeah, into, like, like if you just features go to under for all mankind.
1: Yeah. If you just go to the main page of for all mankind to watch, like, the previous seasons it's on it's on the front page right now
2: so it's called leap into a new millennium 1996 Mm -hmm. to 2001 and like it seems like there's gonna be an expanded version of like the uh, yada yada of history that we get in the the first episode of these seasons yeah Um, they did that the
1: last two two seasons too you can go back and watch the old ones too if you want predictions
2: speculations i know we're a little bit limited on what we can say pete uh, but uh, let's go with our control subject first jim do you have any predictions right. or speculations you want to share
0: uh my prediction is we will get two more dannys this season
2: <laughs> each more evil than the last <laughs>
0: two uh, that's what
2: we need four dannys on this show so we really just can't tell the difference we need the four quadrants. You got the the good, good, the good. Mm-hmm. Wait, so what would what, you have? Uh, chaotic, good. Yep. Uh, chaotic, you got, evil. Uh, yeah. Chaotic, lawful evil. Good, you got lawful, lawful good. <laughs> Danny be lawful, good. Right. And then wait, Dan- which wait,
0: <laughs> you can't just say Danielle,
2: Danny <laughs> Danielle is yeah. lawful, uh-huh. good. Uh, bad Danny is chaotic, evil. So we need the we need the chaotic, good and the uh, lawful, evil Danny's. That's the to finish the square. Yeah, no true neutrals. It. No true neutrals on this show. Uh, Pete, you have a prediction, a hot, a hot, a hot prediction. I, I love how Jim just completely ducked out with the joke. But uh, do you, do you <laughs> yeah. have any?
1: Well, I just, I'm thinking about, you're, too. Yeah, I thinking about what you. Yeah, I'm thinking about what your what we were the the natural progression of this conversation and the way that that idea of life showed up and um, shit. <laughs> that was my big one. Oh, yeah. No, oh, I, no. I think that. I hadn't thought that I hadn't put a lot of thought into that before, but after this conversation, I think that that's what I'm leaning towards now, because obviously they're going to go ahead and, I mean, once it seems pretty clear, they're going to be doing asteroid mining or or something, right? Like from the, from all Mm -hmm. the promotional materials. So, um, from there what's really exciting you know what i mean and and that would be life right like uh you know i, I think most people think about europa and some of those moons on jupiter as maybe being mm-hmm. places where you might find that as you expand into the to the to the solar system so that finding something like just primitive organisms whatever on mars would be that was my uh,
2: next question do you think it's going to be microscopic life or macro? like are they going to have the balls to have like a worm oh, on no. mars or no because that that kind of <laughs> would that would be that'd be kind of rough although uh-huh. i don't know i wouldn't rule it out
1: yeah i mean this isn't my area of expertise expertise i mean I, i've definitely read a lot of sci-fi and, and things like that and generally speaking you don't hear much about that um yeah being possible i think you could probably find microscopic life on mars though right i mean there was water there there still is water there and that Um, would still that would
2: be a game changer the fact that there is life on another planet you know, not yeah. not not in a far off star, but in our own solar system, life managed to find a way. That would be insane, and and I could also see like even if we don't get it to this season proper, that when if you know we're lucky enough that they they kick it ahead another ten years, like and and we're going into like maybe colonizing Jupiter moons, there could be a blurb about you know signs of life on Europa or something like that. Uh, since 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 Pete stole my prediction. I'm gonna go back 20 years to when I was really enthused in space, and I read Robert Zubrin's *A Case for Mars*, and I read *The Red Mars*, *Green Mars*, *Blue Mars*. There's a sequence in that that trilogy where they begin terraforming Mars. Well, they do a whole bunch of shit, but the thing that the big hammer they do is they get a they get a uh, an ice comet. And they tow it into an eccentric orbit of Mars where every time it's like this very eccentric elliptic orbit of Mars. And every time it passes the planet, it nicks the atmosphere, heats up a little bit and drops its 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 water into the atmosphere and water vapor. And over mm. like they, they start this process and over dozens of years, it actually starts, uh, re- restarts kind of the Martian ecosystem. And I think and this is this is probably not going to happen, but I think – uh it would be super cool if they lay the tracks towards that, because I know these people have read Robert Zubrin's case yeah. for Mars. I know they've read Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue Mars, uh, and they got a, they already got a functional Martian colony. They're either going to go out to the Jovian system and start colonizing that shit or they're going to start some Zubrin shit. And I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm staking it out. They're going to they're going to they're, they're going to they're gonna lay the tracks towards terraforming Mars by the end of the season.
1: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you guys too. Like, um, you know, when they set out to make this series, they had to pitch it with like a, a destination. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to. And I, I to guess Apple likes
2: they they kind of were looking for five, six, seven season pitches too in in, in those early days because they wanted they they wanted stuff with legs.
1: Yeah. So so what do you, what do you guys think that I mean? You just sort of said you think what then that they when they said oh, this is what this show's about. And this is where it ends. What do you think that was?
0: I mean, get out of the solar system, right? That seems a logical barrier. Ooh. what What do we
2: find when we when we leave our solar system?
1: Yeah, because what, what do you think Aaron?
2: I, in my mind, I don't know if I' ever talked about this, but I always thought that like five seasons felt right because then probably the last mm. of the first season crew would probably be dead. And then you've, you know, and, and, and I think that's enough time to put humanity on a decidedly more hopeful trajectory. Cause I, I think the show is aspirational. The show is like, mm-hmm. what if we stopped investing in just wonder and science? What if we didn't stop doing that? What if instead of like, uh, you know, putting our heads down uh, literally and burying our heads in the sand and like pursuing profit motives and continuing to burn fossil fuels and, and do a pittance towards research and diffusion and, and, uh, green technologies, like what, 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 what how would that make the world better? And I think that that's like the statement that for all mankind, you know, cause that's the, even that's like for all mankind. That is, it that is a aspirational message. That is not, I got mine. Fuck you. It's yeah. This is something that we're uplifting the entire planet. And I, I think again, I, I mean, I'd be happy to get seven, eight, nine seasons and go to the close of the 21st century where we've got, you know, bases on every moon on, jupiter and you know we're colonizing you out and then the like like yeah having a generational ship on its way out of the solar system would be a great i just don't know if they can get there in just a seat another season no or two, not but... in five like you need seven at
0: least to do that but doesn't yeah. five
2: feel right that like the last of the apollo astronauts are, are dying or maybe like you got old man baldwin he's 80 years old he's 90 years old yeah. and and he yeah. dies in the clothes but he's he dies knowing that his children and his grandchildren have a better world and he you know, for better or worse, help build that. At some point he almost destroyed it all, uh, yeah. with, with, with a high head move, but he, you know, like, I, I think that would be a cool bookend. We start with Ed, we end with Ed. And, yeah, that, and like that, I said, we think... only got a season left if that's true, which.
1: Yeah. Cause I think you have only a few, you know, as far as like the big, the big questions or whatever, I think you only have a couple paths, you know what I mean? And then you have first contact, you know what I mean? That's a, uh, that's mm-hmm. a weird one. um, <laughs> to end on you know what i mean like because how do you how do you it would be i think you could do it obviously but like what would that say you know like what would you be trying to say by saying like well we finally met people from other we met other civilizations so now this show is done i think like you said it's a good i there's a good idea of like making seeing that it is better like it's permanently been changed for the better and that you know it's on a, on this trajectory and that kind of does line up with the idea of leaving uh, you know like whether whether it's a um you know the a jump forward in technology where there's you know some kind of real chance of us moving around or 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 generation ships going out to the next star or something like that i mean that all feels like places where it could stop but yeah i I think i don't know you know like what they were really going for in the beginning because a lot of like if you think about it through a political lens a lot of it is kind of you know it's kind of murky you know i mean like what like a one world government like nobody really thinks that's like a great idea from where we're at right now, something like that, you know, like to where.
2: But it also uh, seems inevitable. Like it, it, it does seem inevitable. Like, but if if we, is that a popular? We either blow. Thing to we either kill us all, or we yeah. figure it all out. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a, but I just think it's like I said. It feels a little dodgy to be like, yeah, we're going to show how everybody all came under the the hand of of one all powerful government or something. You know what I mean?
2: Maybe do it's first. Kind of like this... we, we get we get James Cromwell. In a leather beanie and vest, <laughs> and he he makes that the man. jump, the warp one, right <laughs> as the Vulcans are going by the 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 uh, the, the Saturn and uh, the the pointy ear guys with the the robes land, and then there we there we go. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I like a man the... named Epstein is born. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah yeah a guy who's uh, heading to mars uh got some got some crazy ideas for uh, radically improving the efficiency of the fusion drives uh, yeah i think we're I definitely that. could could see that that would be that would be a hell of a easter egg if you if you have uh you know an <laughs> the Epstein guy did Born. The plasma drive named Epstein. yeah yeah, like 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 a kid born in the last season, and his name's Epstein, and he's on Mars, and <laughs> that would be that would be a A plus Easter egg. Because yeah, yeah, I really assume just you shovel. can do that
1: without like wrecking IP rules, right? Like, you yeah, could, oh, it's, yeah, it's a
2: name. It's a name is Epstein. Yeah. You're not. He's not going to invent the drive or anything. Just, he's just a baby, unless his name uh, is Walt Disney, and then he gets sued. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Is there anything else that we want to talk about uh, before we get out of here? Do you think well, this season is going to be any different
0: with writing, as far as like the tone goes or anything? Um, now that Ron Moore is not as involved, or involved he, he at all, he wasn't
2: really involved last season, and I, I know. thought that last season was not quite as good as season two, but of a piece of their other seasons. God, season two is just yeah. pff, man.
1: Um, I mean, they're all there. They're, I mean, from the beginning, like the he's a co. I mean, he's obviously the biggest name, but the, he was a co-creator. Yeah. Like there were three of them. And the other mm-hmm. two are still there, and, I, and he's still a, an executive producer. I, I don't know what that means as far as him being involved he's in the, cash and the, the checks.
2: Room. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> but
2: I heard like last season he wasn't in the writers' room at all. He's kind of moved on to his—I uh, forget what he's working on now—but he's kind of moved, he moved on to something else. And I don't
0: know and at I, one point I, I, heard- I,
2: I didn't. I didn't see a huge drop off in quality uh, other than like I we talked about this off off air but I I did see maybe a slip in the scientists the scientific accuracy uh, and if you if you mm-hmm. heard our uh, podcast last season I had a couple bones to pick mm-hmm. with it but maybe they're going to play a little faster and looser now that maybe Ron's not there to insist but I maybe Ron would have had uh, the, the crazy <laughs> silly string cables uh, and and North Koreans landing uh <laughs> a module on Mars, who knows?
1: Well, one thing that I did want to touch on before we go, like the the every season we've lost major characters, right? And the, you're talking about inevitability earlier. Like it's inevitable that these characters are not going to keep jumping ten years into the future. I mm-hmm. mean Ed's Ed is definitely the he's he's a decade older than than Danny, uh Pool. Good mm-hmm. so, Danny. So Yeah, so like Do you think that do you think it's 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 better if Ed actually makes it out like he's a surprise survivor of this season or do you think it's time to just uh, give him his send off what you say in the trailer like I always thought I'd go out in a blaze of glory.
0: I feel like it really depends on how long they want the show to go. Cause I don't see him sticking around for three more seasons after this, no. but maybe, yeah, maybe one 100. more if they want to end it at I, five. I was saying, so... if they
2: want to do the Ed bookend, like I was kind of yeah. angling for, then one more season. But if they're going to go long, if they if they like Apple TV's like, you know what? We love it. We love the audience. You got, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to, we're, we're going to give you a soft commit to seven. Then he might yeah, be out him. this season, man. Cause, cause he has like lived through some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I if thought he was dead. Uh, honestly, my to... hand to God. The first time I saw the finale of season three, like, I thought sure Ed was dead. I thought sure that was gonna. My son, tears streaming down his eyes. He was like, <laughs> uh, we both thought, and when we're like we both lost <laughs> our shit when when they cut to him walking away from that one uh, more landing. flaming piece of wreckage. It's like, god Hell damn, yeah. he's uh living a charmed life, but he he recognizably looks really old and and grizzled this season.
1: Like I said, they, I think if they were going to keep him for another ten year jump, like you'd have to get, you'd have to start getting like into some Irishman like uh, <laughs> aging stuff or something, <laughs> yeah. because like, yeah, joke, reverse Irishman, his name Joel Kinnaman. He, I mean, he, uh-huh. he's he's too big and like fit for prime, a yeah, year old. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like they did it, they kind of hand waved it away with the the other stuff before, but like. They're going to have to address that in some way. You know what I mean? Like I could see him being in like a, a wheelchair
2: away. or he might, I could see yeah. Joel cause he's always plays like these physically powerful prime and life. I could, it'd be an interesting a- acting challenge for him to be like a stooped, yeah. you know, aging, uh guy in a, in a final season, kind of like a, uh, you know, uh, just like astronaut emeritus kind of type of dude uh kind of kind of careening around nasa causing tr- trouble but yeah one more i think they unless they do something crazy like start stop advancing 10 years yeah his mm. his kind of time is is numbered is there any is there any uh, chance that they do some big health advancements uh prolonging Ooh. people's lives? Maybe, but like he spent so much time in space, I think it's the like he's got like yeah. just, just nothing but tumors, you know. But so it's like <laughs> he, might, he he might he might uh, people after him might live longer. But Ed, but that's that's another yeah, good yeah. call. Like yeah, they, the the advancements of science, uh I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, got a hundred twenty mm-hmm. year old Ed kicking around in season eight. Yeah,
1: the online sure. joke is that you know that they're gonna be he'll be a head in a jar with a robot body, <laughs> uh- the oh. style. Yeah.
2: I could dig that Mecca Mecca Ed. Mm-hmm. I no longer <laughs> I need know if a we're space get suit. To that.
1: Yeah, but um <laughs> they could definitely, I mean, as far as how accelerated the timeline is, I think that they could make, you know, make it like where anti-aging stuff really starts to play a part in like the 2010-2020 like, you know, when we get to like what would be present day. mm mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. Uh, maybe he goes, uh, the, the, the AI advances, and he just uploads his consciousness into the mainframe. And Ed, Ed a uh, space probe yeah. with Ed's consciousness leaves the solar system at the end of Season 7. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that could be something.
2: It's it's quasi-man <laughs> spacecraft. He turns into Siri,
0: gets on every smartphone, and to activate him, you have to say, hi, Bob.
1: <laughs> I feel like we're really at the point where I, where I don't want to see any of the characters uh, go.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: I know, but it's an inev- I mean, it's literally the <laughs> which is a pretty
1: good place to be in when you're watching a TV yeah. show for mm-hmm. the yeah, for, for drama, invested. right? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, they've um, really, I mean, led like, like the- that was what last season was good for trimming the fat. Like, all the characters I hated are gone or incapacitated or sidelined. All the characters I love are stay winning, uh, except for Molly, RIP, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think because I, I thought uh, Pete was about to say we've reached the stage of the podcast where Jim and Aaron are just making making jokes, uh, and which usually means <laughs> this podcast is over. Uh, before we get out of here, oh, uh, I did want to talk about our release schedule. We have screeners, uh, obviously, uh, this season, so we will be releasing the episodes date and time with the actual episode of For All Mankind, and we're either going to have, uh, depending on the volume, maybe a separate feedback show, or we'll just. Uh, Uh, record a special feedback section to append to those episodes. I'm not sure how we're going to, or maybe we just don't do feedback this year. Who knows? Uh, But we will have those episodes ready. Me and Jim's takes as soon as the episode drops on Apple TV plus. So you got that to look forward to Uh, Pete. What's your plans for the season and where can they find you?
1: Uh, I'm just going to be doing it. Like I've, I I covered season two and season three, so it would be the same thing. I'm in the same boat I got um advanced copies so I'll be able to have them out relatively quick it takes a little bit longer because I have to get the video file and then um you know cut it so there's it's not like one-to-one I can't get it out right whenever the episode ends Mm -hmm. but within the next 12 hours or so usually and um I will also make another one of those big uh timeline changes. I'll do that. I'm going to front load that one this year so that it's uh comes out sooner, especially since they 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 put the stuff up on the website already to to watch the uh the years we missed. So um yeah, you can find me on YouTube just search Pete Peppers. It's easy to find. Um I'm going to be covering this. I might be doing uh I, I saw beacon 23 i don't know if you guys saw that um it's based hmm. on hugh howie who who did who wrote silo one of his books saw a little bit of that i might co- yeah i might cover that i don't expect it to be as big as silo because it's on mgm plus instead of, you know it's on the the same network that like the tv show from is on which mm-hmm. uh from has a pretty big following but like it's the only thing that i ever heard of from that so you know what i mean um might be doing something of that and it might be doing some fargo based on whether i can get a hold of fx or whatever so
2: well if you uh, do there but, might be some more more bald move synergy there because we're we're going all in on the yeah. uh, the don draper season of, of fargo too. don <laughs> yeah, draper i've been re fargo and
1: and it's a weird series because it it just came out like so spaced out over the years or whatever. Like it, yep. It's it. I'm and I'm rewatching it, you know, from start to finish. And man, it's it's really good. Um, it is. I mm-hmm. really like it. It doesn't. I like every it got one the, of the seasons. Yeah. I, got, I mean, I, I got I, problems. I, I thought there was. Mm-hmm. It's I, not. I, it's I, not the most even thing in ever out there. You know what I mean? But it's <laughs> it, 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 every season has some really great stuff in it.
2: Yeah. And I like how Noah Hawley, he doesn't feel pressure to like crank one out and FX doesn't put that pressure on him. It's like when he comes up with an idea, he wants to kick around and and work out. He, he comes back with one. And I've liked all the seasons. I I, I had my quibbles with season two, which I think everybody's favorite season. So I'm an oddball there, but I've enjoyed every one of them. And, uh, it is. It looks like a weird season. It's more of a like more of a comedic uh, Coen Brothers. It feels like it's got the uh, the Big Lebowski and Raising Arizona. That that uh, John Hamm performance is pretty, pretty broad <laughs> yeah. in every sense of the word. So oh, yeah. I'm 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 looking to see a lot more maybe humor than than your average Fargo season, which Fargo can be pretty funny. So yeah, yeah. We'll 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 see if we some can get of the some better stuff there. in
1: season four was actually the funny stuff. I thought you know true. I- with the the two uh, two characters that I can't remember their names right now, but uh, yeah, uh, some the of bandits. that wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I so yeah, we'll have the sh- uh, Pete's uh, channel on our show notes if you want to uh, quickly link over to it. Uh, check that out in the show notes. Uh, otherwise, uh, of course, uh, you can uh, send us feedback. Fam, fam. For all mankind, uh, fam at baldmove.com. Uh, if you'd like to find out what else we're doing besides far- uh, Fargo, True Detective, we got a bunch of movies we are watching, the the Holdovers, uh, the new Paul Giamatti movie. You know, we got to get in on that. Uh, probably do, speaking of Joel Kinneman, we're probably going to see Silent Night in December as a first run movie. I think there's one. Oh, pro- uh, what's the other one? Napoleon? As far as movies? Mm -hmm. and uh but the 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 short story is you want to go to our social medias to check out what we're doing uh each and every week and month uh it's we're at bald move everywhere except for tiktok we're at uh, at baldest move there and then if you like what we're doing and you want to get more of it and bonus features and ad free content please check out our uh, club at support.baldmove.com pete always a pleasure Thanks for coming yeah. on and helping us break break down the new season. Uh, very mm-hmm. interested in and in, in coming uh, keep keeping track of your coverage, and maybe we can uh, come together uh, another point later in the season and and compare notes.
1: Yeah, if if it kicks off and some people start watching and everything, then I would be glad to um, you know talk about it more. I really like it. I really like the show. I I feel like the one thing I don't like about it is it just doesn't have that that buzz, you know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I, like I, it I it did. I, well,
2: I, one thing we noticed, cause we were kind of disheartened in the audience that we were finding, but we found that like, uh, when we went back and look at the numbers, like it really picked up in the tail half of last season. So I know mm. it has a passionate following. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to connect with those people watching it. We'll be able to connect eyeballs and ears. Uh, But yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Look forward to talking to you soon. And uh, everybody else, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week for the first episode of season premiere, season four for All Mankind. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. I'm Jim. I'm Pete. Yeah. Bye, Bob.